Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first to market odds and lines. That's right, citizens of Perfectville and Doll fans everywhere find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. That's right, golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B L E A V 550, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right, 50%. 50%. Bet Online, where the game starts. In a world that's perfect lies a perfect little town where one team stands alone. But now, something's stirring that will change this place forever. Perfect. Welcome to Perfectville, your first place podcast for your Miami Dolphins, part of the Believe Network, streaming on Sirius XM, as well as TuneIn Radio. I am Sam Marku, and he is the two-time, yes, two-time Hall of Famer. Of course, I'm talking about the good doctor himself, Dr. Christopher Cullen. Doctor, I just got back from Hawaii, having the time of my life for the last week. How in the hell are you, my friend? Oh, uh, I just got done with something, uh, a life event myself. I had COVID. Ah, <laughs> so I'm, I'm so- out of quarantine. Yeah, I'm finally, I'm healthy and, and good. My mic uh, is no longer sick. Well, I was on the, uh, the, the island of Maui, and you were on the island of Man Cave. Uh, yes. Sick as a dog. We were just talking about it off air. Uh, had, had, your, had yourself a nice 24-hour flu, it sounded like. Uh, and then on the mend, happy to see you on the mend. But uh, one of the reasons why we were not on the air last week was because I was on vacation and Chris was dying. So, <laughs> you know, give us some slack, ladies and gentlemen, citizens of Perfectville everywhere uh, on the mend, though. Yes. Uh, doing better. Oh, much better. Um, completely, completely healthy, completely fine. Um, yep. 24 hour scare or so. Um, and then just stayed away from everybody. Luckily I had that man cave, man. Like I know we've talked about it before. We've spent some pictures. We broadcast live from there before I have anyway. Um, I had everything I needed. I had a very comfortable couch. I had a portable AC unit. I had a TV, a PlayStation, a golden tea arcade game and a mini fridge. So like literally, you couldn't beat it. Um, it was nice. It rained one day, and I opened the windows and like watched the rain. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was not the vacation that you had, uh, but I did um, uh, get to hang out in, in the man cave and, and take advantage of the fruits of some of my cool stuff. Well, there you go. And I think you also got a chance to watch the first preseason game for the Miami I Dolphins. I did not. I was uh, I was climbing mountains. I was snorkeling. I can't believe with you didn't cut away from your Maui trip to watch Skylar Thompson play four quarters of preseason football. How dare you? What a fan. I really don't want that guy to make the team. I really don't. I, I don't want Skylar Thomas Thompson, whatever his name is, to make this team. Uh, mainly because I was this close. If you if you guys have been what, listening to this show, I was very close to being the guy who called him uh, on stage for the draft in the seventh round. But I That's took right. a pee break. I took a potty break, and they grabbed another Miami Dolphins fan to uh, come on stage and 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 announce his name instead of me. Uh, so now I wish nothing but bad things for that young man. <laughs> so then uh, you need to just tweet something good about him. 
Because then that's the kiss of death from Saint Marcou. Yeah, yeah. The curse is still uh, the curse is still here, ladies and gentlemen. We'll talk a little bit about that as well. Uh, that's but what we call just, a radio tease, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, maybe segment number two after you listen to uh, commercials and these words. Uh, no. we'll, we'll talk about the tease there. But Skylar Thompson looked good in that first game. Uh, Tua did not play. Tyreek did not play. I don't think Jalen Waddle played no. either. Uh, again, I didn't watch it, but I did catch a few highlights. It did look like it was the Lynn Bowden Jr. and Skylar Thompson show. Uh, what are your thoughts? First game there, Chris? Uh, what did you like from the backup to the backups? Yeah, it was interesting. It was, um, you know, it was good to see some of our running backs. Uh, Sonny Michelle got some carries. Uh, Dokes got in the game. Uh, Lynn Bowden, uh, w- which is cool because um, he's back, you know, like he tweeted he's back and um, he, he did good things with his opportunities. I mean, he just was open quite a bit in, in that game. And he's, he's a lot of fun to watch, especially because the way we used him pre- previously was a lot of gadget stuff and quick screens and whatnot. Um, these were just straight up receiver routes. Like he did like a big deep crosser that caught a pass. And then that fade for the, for the touchdown completely, um, completely uncovered. And uh, the defense looked all right. I mean, it was nice to watch guys. Uh, Santa Govin uh, got a scoop and score um, on a very questionable fumble, by the way. Like, I'm watching the replay, and I'm like, they're going to review that, right? And they were just like, it's fucking preseason. We do <laughs> not was, care. He was like, the guy was, I did see that highlight, and it, it seemed like he was down and then, like, flipped the ball to the ref. Like, the play was <laughs> over. Okay, here's I'm like, the ball. This, I'm happy, but I'm like, this is in a regular season game. That is being looked at. Yeah. Um, but anyway, let Sam have his moment. Sam Govin, Agavin, uh, with the scoop. Uh, it was cool to see him. Um, see our rookie got a, got a catch, Eric Ekizumama. And uh, not even close and uh, nailed it. Yeah. nailed it. Yeah. But, but it was cool to see the uh, starters on the sideline kind of cheer them on and stuff. It's weird with these three games. Um, and now everybody doing these joint practices. It, it doesn't even look like a lot of starters are going to play most of the preseason at all. So it's just a guy. <laughs> I like to say they're going to be working for the post office in a few weeks, but uh, it's cool to watch them play. Yeah, I mean, I, I think football. the starters for the most part. Yeah, exactly right, Chris. It is football. I mean, uh, on some level, the pads are on. It's a different team. You know, it's Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I think we have the Las Vegas Raiders. We're just doing the pirate uh, preseason uh, show. I mean, what we have the Vikings next. I don't even know who's uh, week three of preseason, but uh, you know, it it's fine to not have the starters in because you know you look at around the league. There's always at least one or two quarterbacks or, or big name players that get hurt in that first preseason game. And and I'm fine with, yeah, Zach Wilson is is a perfect example for the jets. Uh, But, but I'm fine with Tua sitting out. I'm fine with Tyreek sitting out. I don't know that, you know, what are we going to see from Tyreek Hill that we don't already know at this point? Right. right? You know, if you want to see Tyreek Hill play preseason football, just go put on some chiefs games from yesteryear. I don't know that we need anything else from Jalen Waddle. I don't, I don't need to see them play you know, in, in, in games that don't matter at this point. I mean, I'd like to see them play a little bit for obvious reasons, but I don't need a lot. Uh, and so I'm okay with them sitting out. I do think there's some questions that are finally getting answered with the back end of the roster. You know, Lynn Bowden has been, in my opinion, um, pretty silent through training camp. So that was a pretty loud splash for him to jump in uh, on this game. Um, I still think Trent Sherfield is, is probably the guy that's going to get that last spot. He just seems like he is showing up just about every single day of practice. Uh, I am a little concerned about Cedric Wilson 
if we're talking about the wide receivers, he seems to be quiet as well. And I, and he was kind of one of those signings, Chris. He was actually one of our first signings where I was like, okay, this is a sneaky good signing. This happened before Tyreek Hill. This guy is going to do very good things for us, but he doesn't seem to be showing up the way I thought he would during training camp. So that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, I was just happy to to almost come out of there unscathed. You know, I, again, my my number one thing for the first preseason game is just can we go through without getting injuries to our top players and uh, we teased it uh, a little bit here, but uh, the curse continues, Chris, because I had put a few days before the game that my favorite player to watch in training uh-huh. camp and practices was Trill Williams. Um, I think he had had the CB4, you know, the, the 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 dime back position pretty much locked up. He's been doing very, very well. And I was really excited to see that guy just progress year over year, practice after practice. And of course, he goes down with a torn ACL. So uh, I am going to apologize to all the citizens of Perfectville. I'm going to apologize to Trill Williams. This is my fault. This is 100% my fault. I praised the man and then he got injured. This is how it works. If I trash somebody, they do very well the next game. If I praise somebody, they do something bad or they get hurt. And in this case, I praise Trill Williams too much, too soon, Chris torn acl my bad yeah well the universe kind of uh cor- <laughs> i feel bad even saying this universe kind of corrected itself for you sam because uh old jakeem is out for the season <laughs> yeah i didn't feel good about jakeem grant getting hurt you know d- contrary to popular belief i'm not a fan of injuries to people <laughs> it's just, especially ones like you know jakeem grant as a person seems like a, a swell dude. young yeah. man but uh, I just didn't want him on the team anymore because he was so bad and inconsistent. But I wasn't rooting for him to tear his Achilles and you know take away the one thing that he does well, which is run fast. So uh, I did feel bad about that. I didn't. I didn't even touch that one. I was just like, ah, I'm not saying a word because people. <laughs> I think people are way like I had like national media people calling me like, do you want to make a comment about Jakeem Cran? I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> I want nothing to do with that. Leave me alone. I had yeah, this is Jim Room. With. Yeah, you want to make a comment, Sam? <laughs> I do not. I do rack him. But yeah, um, no, I, uh, Trill, Trill Williams, I, I felt bad about. And, you yeah. know, that is, I guess, something of a concern now, Chris, because you do have the injury to Trill Williams, Noah Igbenogany. You know, we've been thinking that hopefully Sam Madison, Patrick Sertan, and all these guys can turn him around. It does not seem to be working. Uh, at this point, I'm willing to bet, <laughs> along with maybe Preston Williams, that Noah Igbenogany, uh might be donning a new jersey uh, other than the Miami Dolphins before the season starts officially. Yeah, if, if a new coaching staff can't get anything out of them, if uh, perennial all pros and uh, Sam Madison and Patrick Sertan can't get a first round talent out of him, uh, you got to cut cut the fat at that point. I mean, there's just no way he can just stick around. Um, it, it, it's it's that's a tough one because Austin Jackson graded out pretty good. Tua's looked good in camp, so the third piece of that first round is Noah, and it's just. That I mean, two out of three is okay, but it ain't uh, bad. Yeah, but you passed on the the league leading rusher in um, Jonathan Taylor, and you got no Iganov, and that's just gonna fall at Chris Greer's feet and be talked about and compared um, forever <laughs> because we will continue doing so. Um, so yeah, those are the guys you mentioned, Preston Williams too. Those are the guys that need to do what Lynn Bowden did. You know, that's when you got to go out there and you got to make splash plays because if you're not getting opportunity in practice because Cedric Wilson, because Tyreek and because Waddle are getting their reps with Tua, 
now's your chance. They're on the sideline in t-shirts. So that's when you need to step up. And Noah Iganabine and Preston Williams were very disappointing in the very for a week one of preseason. Yeah, they really were. I think their stock is down after week one of preseason. I, I don't think they did themselves any favors, um, whether they're talking to the media the way Preston has or just not playing where they should be the way Noah has. Um, not sure what to do other than, you know, play it out for the rest of camp, rest of preseason. And if he doesn't make the roster, then he doesn't make the roster. But to your point, you know, stock that's up. Solomon Kinley had a fantastic, fantastic yep. pass protection day uh, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Austin Jackson played much better than he has, I think, since he's come to the Miami Dolphins. Skylar Thompson looks like that's somebody who could be on this roster. I mean, I don't know if we're going to keep three quarterbacks, but he's not going to make it to the practice squad. You know, it's, it's such a thin amount of quarterbacks who look competent in this league. Um, if he shows anything else on tape, the Miami Dolphins better be prepared to lose him if they try to put him on the practice squad, or they better figure out a way to keep him on the team, uh, which means probably cutting you know, from another position because they're certainly not getting rid of t- Teddy Bridgewater and obviously two is the starter. So if you're keeping three quarterbacks, you're going to have to rob from another area. Um, somebody else whose stock is up here, Chris, right now as um, uh, the good old kicker Mr. Jason Sanders uh, had himself quite a game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which is encouraging to see because it looked like he got his groove back. He's kicking 50-yard field goals. I think he, what, he had four field goals on the day. Um, he is a weapon. And if we can get that weapon back from two years ago and forget about last year's weapon, quote-unquote, of Jason Sanders, we're sitting pretty with the special teams as well. Yeah, he had a great game. Uh, he made a career long, I think, his first kick, uh, or tied the career long. Um, and he just seemed to just like shoot it through. Like it wasn't, ain't no thing. Uh, so that is going to be vital with um, having Sanders in our special teams. One funny thing is I thought <laughs> too, um, Hack is in a punt battle with the quote unquote punt God who who kicked an 82 yard punt during yeah. the preseason for the Bills. Uh, my dad in our group message is like, oh, fuck, I forgot the Bills got the fucking punt god too. I'm like, really? Really? That's what we're worried about, Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen? Oh, man, they got the punt god. Um, they're not going <laughs> to punt a lot. <laughs> they're really good, unfortunately. Um, so Hack's probably going to lose his job. He already probably lost it. And uh, Jason Sanders looks good. So out of those two who were the kind of kicker and punter together team um, after uh, Kid Rock, left um i forgot dan campbell dan, dan, dan campbell dan campbell no i'm sorry uh that's dan, the coach yeah 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 not dan campbell although he kind of looks like kid rock and he went to detroit so it still kind of works so fuck <laughs> off everybody trying to correct me right now hard docs has been fun by the way the i have not weeks. watched it i have not well, um, let's he, talk about he's that a later. treat yeah yeah dan uh dan something or other went to like montana state i can't remember his name either how kid do we rock. people are so upset right They're so now mad there's people just like fighting they're like breaking their serious is... xm you know module right out of their car right now just like ah what's his name uh, you know his name i know his name I can, they don't what's know up with their punters by the way leaving miami and going to buffalo because he did the same thing um well, he was a, he was hack a kicker did. though yeah but matt hack matt hawk matt hack was a was a punter uh the kicker was actually dan something or other um he, he was actually a kicker not a punter oh okay hey, dan yeah Carp- he was dan carpenter carpenter there yeah. it is yeah there it yeah. is everybody Get back, get back in your vehicles. Go go back and pick up the radio receiver that you just threw out from your tune-in radio app and put it back in your car. Dan Carpenter, your long national nightmare of two minutes of me not remembering the guy's last name is over. 
ladies and gentlemen. But you're right. I mean, it, look, it, to me, after week one, the stock is up on your kicker, Jason Sanders, who you know is a high-paid kicker, so you need him to perform well. And he, it looks like he's uh, he's got good you know rapport with uh, the new holder and everything else. Um, Trent, uh, not not Trent Sherfield. I'm sorry, Lynn Bowden Jr. looked very good. Skyler Thompson looks like he's securing a spot on an NFL roster, if not the Miami Dolphins. I think the Miami Dolphins are going to figure out a way to keep him. No, Igbenogane looks like toast. Uh, he really does. Austin Jackson, I think his stock is up. Solomon Kinley's stop stock is up, and then you have, uh, of course, um. Um, out, outside of uh, Noah Ibnagane, uh Preston Williams, stock down. So, I mean, uh, we weren't planning on doing stock up, stock down, or anything like that, but that's the way it works out sometimes there, Chris. And uh, I think that's okay. I mean, some some questions, some some pieces are starting to come into focus here, the back end of the roster. I still think Trent Sherfield uh, is a guy. I'm watching him in practice. He caught a, a deep touchdown from uh, Tua today. Yeah, he just looks good. And I was talking to some people that are Niner fans, and they just told me that he was severely underutilized last year, and he just got caught up in a numbers game because, uh, you know, he's about six one, but they had a guy who uh, took over the third wide receiver role last year who's just a big body that they needed as a possession receiver. So, you know, the Cardinals picked him up undrafted a couple of years ago. The Niners used him a little bit last year. I think he's going to come into his own with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I really do think Trent Sherfield is securing a spot on this team, and I'm excited about it because I think he's a guy that uh, – uh, very sneaky under the radar signing came in knowing Mike McDaniel, knowing the offense and uh, gave him a little bit of a leg up here, I think. And and he's taking advantage of those reps. Well, and that's, um, you know, that's the thing is, is taking advantage. And I was going to say him having the knowledge of the playbook uh, coming from Shanahan and with uh, McDaniel and for McDaniel to bring him in, obviously he saw something and knew something and, and brought him in. So he's going to have his chance. I'm looking forward to him having hopefully a good game on Saturday night. Um, yeah, that's just really it. As far as preseason goes, right. You're just like hoping these fringe guys like show out. So, you know, you can, you can count on them. Like I was watching the uh, uh, Raiders uh, preseason game. And Matt Collins had a few good catches and announcers were saying good things about him. And uh, that's somebody we'll see on Saturday. That was one of those guys that was just a fringe guy that you, you never knew if you had to count on or not. And you did with Preston out and Parker out all of a sudden, that's the kind of guy you need to step up. So those are the guys we're watching for and Lynn Bowden again, because I, I'm rooting for that guy. I, I, I thought it was so weird how the Raiders drafted him and then like traded him um, before even seeing him. And he embraces the fans on online and stuff. And, um, I think McDaniel can get some cool things out of him with his quarterback background and everything. So uh, hoping he steps up and earns a, a back uh, roster spot. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do our actual predictions for the Miami Dolphins roster here in, in uh, an episode or two. But uh, we're, we're gonna talk about that Las Vegas Raiders preseason game uh, in a later segment here because there are some things that I'm specifically looking for in that game. I know Chris is as well, so we'll get into that. Uh, I, I want to get into after the commercial break here, Chris, just some stories that are coming out with Mike McDaniel's interview with Dan Levitard today. Fantastic stuff. I mean, you could say whatever you want about Dan Levitard. The guy gets some really really good quality interviews, as yep. you know, Chris, uh, having experienced uh, some of the. <laughs> the the more controversial uh, interviews that have happened in sports history of the last 25 years when you were uh, interning there uh, yeah. he did it he did it again with Mike McDaniel here not from the controversial standpoint but just getting some really good nuggets out of Mike McDaniel today uh let's we'll talk about that and uh, a whole lot more right after these words Citizens of Perfectville and Miami Dolphins everywhere. The NFL regular season is about to start, and I, for one, am excited. I'm so excited, in fact, that I got my own Cheetah Deuces Tyreek Hill-inspired T-shirt from Believe. That's right, Believe.com. We've got our own swag, our own merch, our own T-shirt, ladies and gentlemen, here in the town of Perfectville. 
Cheetah Deuces shirt available now from sizes small all the way up to 2XL in white, black, and gray. Cop one of these t-shirts today and put it on, walk around town, and be the person that everyone looks at as you walk by. And the Cheetah Deuces shirt exclusively at Believe.com. And we're back. Sam Marku, Chris Cullen, welcome to Perfectville, part of the Believe Network, streaming on Sirius XM and now on TuneIn Radio. Just announced that there just the other day. Excited to join that family as well, Chris. Uh, it just keeps getting bigger and better for the little town of Perfectville. We've just uh, we've gotten ourselves a little bit more land, and we are uh, we're, we're just exercising that extra land, putting some more buildings, getting the population growing here with all the citizens of Perfectville. Uh, and let's turn to your old stomping grounds here, Chris, because I was uh, enjoying Dan Levitard and his team talking to Mike McDaniel today. And just a couple of nuggets. Number one, uh, Mike McDaniel on air, on the record, is starting to sound like Tyreek Hill. Uh, he went on the show today and said that the ball from Tua Tungavailoa is, quote-unquote, the best and most accurate football he has ever seen. And I am shocked that Mike McDaniel would go on record and say that knowing the encyclopedia that is his brain in terms of NFL quarterbacks. I understand what Tyreek Hill is doing. I understand why Tyreek Hill is taking the stance that he is. I am pleasantly surprised that Mike McDaniel is taking the same road. Uh, what are your thoughts on Mike McDaniel saying Tyreek has, or I'm sorry, that Tua has the most accurate pass in football uh, in the history of the NFL? Um. <laughs> I don't know where I stand on it. It's interesting because there's that fine line of uh, Brian Flores um, type that will never say anything good about a player. It's like, that's his job. That's what he's doing. Um, and then to come out and say that, and he's been around the game a very long time, uh, but he has also been like, I mean, like he's saying that he's more accurate than Matt Ryan. You know, he's coached Matt Ryan. Uh, so that is an interesting uh, thing to come out and, and say, on record like that, even if you believe it. Um, but on the flip side of that, Sam, um, I just feel like Tua Tonga Vailoa has been one of the most scrutinized players to start an NFL career on a national media standpoint and from fan bases uh, around the NFL, not Miami, even Miami fans um, it, with the limited amount of snaps he's had. Um, so it's fuck it. It's good to hear some good positive shit about him. Um, and how he the pressure's on. I mean, he's the most pre he has to. We I think you can agree he has the most pressure of any quarterback in the in the league this year. I, I, I'd probably say. I think he. I think you're right. He's probably the most scrutinized. I think he's the most judged without having uh, a full panel to judge from. And he's such a nice guy. That's the weirdest thing. I can get if he was like a cocky asshole or kind of standoffish or a dick. Like he's a sweetheart. It doesn't make any sense. Well, and I think he is getting a little bit of an edge to him. I think this is the year where Tyreek and everyone else is saying, "No, don't don't stand for this. <laughs> you know, just get out there and let your your." Yeah, Rich Eisen had a uh, pretty good thing on it where he's like, he wants to see salty to it. Yeah, he wants salty to salt. Salty yeah. Tua. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I'll walk it back a little bit. I think Mike McDaniel said he's the most accurate throwing quarterback he has ever seen, not of all time, but that he has physically ever seen. Right. Um, and he's been around still, the NFL for yeah. a long time. Yeah. I mean, he was a, he was, a, a, you know, a ball boy back in the day. Right. I mean, he, this is a guy that, uh, for the Broncos who, who's been around some really, really big name quarterbacks, uh, throughout his career in the NFL as a coach. Um, now he didn't say he's like the best quarterback of all time. He said his job now is to take, um, those skills that Tua has and make sure that 
his best years of football of his life are directly in front of him. That's his job. And he did kind of hedge his bet a little bit and say, you're not always going to, you know, that's my job with all players and you're not always going to um, succeed in that, you know, but my job is to do my very best to try to make Tua have the best amount of football that he can play over the next, however many years it's going to be. So he did kind of hedge his bet a little bit and say, it's the most accurate ball he's ever seen, but that doesn't mean he's the best quarterback. You know, that's, that's to be determined. Right. But it's, it's crazy to see a coach go on such a national forum, like the Dan Levitard show and, and share not only that piece of information, but some information about the Tyreek Hill trade that's coming out here, Chris. Um, <laughs> I was just watching it right before we went on the air, and it was making me laugh because uh, Mike McDaniel was talking about how he had called his wife and said, look, it's kind of a slow day. I think I'm going to be home around three o'clock uh, in the afternoon. And she was really excited because, you know, as a head coach, you're just long hours all the time. Plus, I got the young and, baby at home. You, exactly. As you know, uh, having that second person there to help is uh, side of relief crucial sure. i mean it's a, it's it, it can be the difference i mean look at tom brady tom brady recently had to step away from the tampa bay buccaneers you know ota's training camp preseason to tend to the children i mean uh that's come out he's also had to do that in the past when he's with the patriots because giselle's like when are you taking these kids to school like this is not cool i don't care that you throw a football really well you're gonna come home or else i'm gonna divorce your ass and i'm gonna take out your money um so it's, it's very real. Like you need to come home and, and take care of the children. Right. So Mike McDaniel getting home early uh, that day was exciting to his wife and, and I'm sure to him and, and his daughter. And then he says, Chris Greer comes into his office as he's getting ready to leave and says, uh, yeah, I just got a call from the chiefs about Tyreek Hill. And if we would be interested in him being traded to this team and Mike McDaniel very candidly on the Dan Levitard show today says, this is why I'm not the GM because I told Chris, tell them they can have everything. <laughs> he's, he said he hadn't evaluated Tyreek Hill like he would with free agents because he's like, I figured he was untouchable. I didn't know that he was a guy that we could actually go get. And he's like, this is why Chris is so good at his job is he didn't give them everything. He gave them a lot, but he didn't give them everything. I would have given him everything for Tyreek Hill. And uh, it just goes to show you how excited Mike McDaniel is and uh, how good Chris Greer is at his job from time to time uh, and getting a guy who, Quite frankly, if they'd given up more than the first round pick that we we gave up, I think we would have all been okay with it. But uh, Tyreek Hill, big fan. Uh, Mike McDaniel is of Tyreek Hill and his skill set. It was a fantastic interview. Everyone needs to go check it out. Yeah, I mean, like, of course he is. I mean, if you think about it, he calls offensive plays, and he's already coming into the job like, hey, Jalen Waddle, he's gonna be fun. Mike Isecki, cool. That's like telling you sam for a living like you have to drive across country and you've got a pretty decent like bmw and you got to get there fast and you're like cool I-, I can work with the bmw and when you show up to do your job they're like just kidding here's a mclaren yeah and you're like fuck okay damn I-, I now i get this and do the same job this is sweet um just we've talked about this as a defensive coach i don't know how you stop all those guys so as an offensive coach you know he's fucking just in a scientist in a laboratory Pouring Bunsen burners of like play ideas and things like that. Uh, Chase Edmonds came out and he said something I'll paraphrase, but he said um, he's going to have, he and the other running backs are going to have so many lanes because there's not going to be a defense that will dare put eight in the box because those guys can get over the top, like constantly, like there's never going to be a safety with an eight yard to the line of scrimmage because they have to be back and, and, and think about that deep ball every single time. And then having that on both sides with Gusecki at the seam. Yeah. I would say Mostert and Chase Edmonds, I'd get them in your fantasy draft because, uh, (laughs) 
He's excited, man, and, and he should be. He really should be because I think it's going to be a good season. They stay healthy. Yeah, I mean, I, I was thinking about that the other day. You got Jalen Waddle and you got Tyree Kill on the outside, and you've got you know Mike Isicki, uh, maybe flexed out as, as somewhat of a slot tight end. You know, where's that safety help coming? Are they going to stay inside to possibly you know uh, help in case Mostert or 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 Chase Edmonds gets the ball from Tua on the snap, or are they going to have to stay back because you've got the seam ripper and Mike Kosicki who is probably going to gobble you up if you get too quick, you know, too close to him. Um, and he's going to beat you over the top and he's a big body six foot six or whatever he is that, you know, Tua with his accuracy, as we're all seeing, just gonna be able to throw that ball where he wants and get sick. He's going to go and get it. So uh, where you're right. I mean, where do you put that eight man, you know, that you, you can't, you, you can't do it. So that really does in theory, at least open up the holes for Chase Edmonds. It opens up the holes for Raheem Mostert on, you know, uh, a pistol formation or something like that, where they can just get the ball on a on kind of a delay draw. If, if that offensive line can do anything, which it looks like they're starting to show that they can do, ed, you know, not anything, but they can do some things. Um, it's, it's really going to open up that, that running game. And I think people are still sleeping on the Miami Dolphins running game this year. Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert, Sony Michelle, Miles Gaskin looked good in that first preseason game. We forgot to talk about him. Uh, we get anything out of those starters in terms of the offensive line if they start to be a cohesive unit. Look out, man. I mean, you may see Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle's numbers come down a little bit, but you may see the running game if you're a fantasy football owner uh, look pretty enticing for the Miami Dolphins here in uh, 2022. Well, and not only that, both uh, Mostert and uh, Edmonds are good receiving backs out of the backfield. Exactly. So you're just talking about a safety over the top, and where where do they go? If you got a corner bracketing underneath and a safety over the top, does that mean Chase Edmonds is flaring out on a bubble with an outside linebacker covering him? I mean, like, really, that's that's your option if Tyreek's over on that side. And then let's move uh, Waddle and Tyreek on the same side. Like then, what do you do? Like it just it, it's 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 a cheat code. It's it, as long as not going wood, everybody stays healthy. Um, the Miami Dolphins offense, for the first time in a very long time, Sam, can be one of the top and most exciting offenses in the entire league. And when you see stats of like the last time we had a top five offense or something like that, like was in the nineties or yeah. like yeah, I mean it, that's just absolutely ridiculous. And it's like pretty much all of our memories of childhood is just like a stagnant offense other than like Ricky Williams when he's doing his thing. But even then we didn't have a counter passing attack with it. So to have that kind of balance and excitement, and we've talked about this already with the superstar level of Tyreek Hill on the team, it's such, such exciting times coming ahead of us. Yeah. And you know, with all that being said, what I've heard, you know, again, I just got back from Hawaii. I was, I was not in the man cave like you were, I was on a beach in Hawaii as Ziggy Marley likes to say, um, is that Tua had a bad practice because Javon Holland picked him off three times and Javon Holland picked him off again at practice, but that's what the national media and the local media guys are saying. Mike McDaniel's coming out saying the offense looked better in their red zone offense and packages than they have all year so far. So I'm not sure who to believe, but I, I'm choosing to believe the head coach when he comes out and says, no, they look pretty good. I mean, that's, that's, Javon Holland's a pretty good, you know, defender. And uh, he's starting to get that national publicity. As you can see, he, he had the orange Jersey yeah. today and he should, he's, he, he's going to yeah. be an all pro. I think he's definitely going to pro bowl. He's all pro Baldinger. And these guys on the national media are talking about Javon Holland. I mean, he is, he's something special, man. What, what a draft pick he is. Well, and his quote that he came out and said was uh, he's looking for offenses to fear him, not quarterbacks, but coaches and coordinators. Mm. He wants mm. them to have to look at him and go, okay, we have to game plan around this guy 
number eight for the Miami Dolphins. Now, that is a hell of a quote from a guy who's going into his second year in the league. Uh, but this is a guy who's not stupid, Chris. His his dad played in the league. His dad is a trainer. His dad has set him up for success. I mean, the University of Oregon has been a very uh, proactive program for, for, for churning out pro athletes into the NFL. So this guy has been prepared for quite some time and he knows what he's doing. And then you've got mentors like Xavier Howard around him, showing him how to do it at the pro level from the physical standpoint. And you add in that mental, you know, leadership capability that he is showing right now. And uh, that's a hell of a quote. I saw that today and I was like, Ooh, now that is a fun quote. I want offenses to fear me, not the quarterbacks, but the coaches and the coordinators. That is a hell of a quote from a second year safety. Yeah, that's incredible. And shout out to Xavier Howard and Jalen Waddle for both making the uh, top 100 NFL list. Um, right before we came on air, I was watching the Xavier Howard one, and to see the uh, uh, his peers talk about how he's just a ball hawk. It's a 50 50 ball every time he goes up for it, um, and that he's on an island and how he how he handles business. If Byron Jones can be healthy for Week One. Um, a, a player like Javon Holland and even a Brandon Jones who have those guys next to him, it makes it easier playing safety. And we saw Javon Holland last year. I think I saw a stat. Um, he was the only player in the NFL, I think, to get a fumble recovery, uh, interception, and a sack or had the most of those three categories in the entire NFL. The guy's a bulldog, man. Javon Holland at the orange jersey today. There's nothing to dislike off the field. He's incredible on the field. He's confident going into year two. And to have that kind of balance on the offense and defensive side of the ball, Sam, imagine this defense playing with a lead, like with a, yeah. de- a decent lead, like 13, 14 points, and they can go out and ball out. I mean, that's just incredible. That's that's the design of this defense. We talked about this last year. Once the Miami Dolphins got on their win streak, a lot of that was because of the way the defense was designed to play with a lead. And once the Miami Dolphins gave them that lead, they're able to pin their ears back, do that zero blitz, and really just wreak havoc on opposing offenses and quarterbacks. So Imagine now Tyreek, you know, Tyreek, Jalen Waddle, Mike Isicki, Tua with and a running game. <laughs> and a running game. You know, if you have a lead, it's going to be really, really hard to take that lead away from the Miami Dolphins in 2022. You better get out and score early if you can, because uh, playing from behind is not a place you want to be if you're opposing the Miami Dolphins in 2022. I, I guarantee that. Uh, well, I'll also guarantee that we're going to come back and talk about this next preseason game against the Las Vegas Raiders here in a couple of days. Uh, I hate the Raiders, as you know, and uh, it's going to be fun to watch them uh, even in a practice game, which is essentially what this is, play against the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm looking for a win. I want to sweep the Pirates of the NFL, the Buccaneers, and then the Raiders. We'll talk about it right after these words. The 2022 season is upon us, ladies and gentlemen, and you need all the Miami Dolphins swag you can get in order to support this team on their quest to get back to the Super Bowl here in 2022 slash 2023. And you can get all of this at Amazon.com by way of WelcomeToPerfectville.com. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, just go to WelcomeToPerfectville.com, click on the Amazon link, and it's going to take you to your regular Amazon. You know Amazon. I shop at Amazon. You shop at Amazon. Everyone shops at Amazon. But if you go there by going to WelcomeToPerfectBuild.com first, you help out the show a little bit with every single purchase that you have. No hidden fees, no extra charges, just your regular Amazon.com shopping experience. But because you go to WelcomeToPerfectBuild.com first and click through, you help the show out. And who would want to help us out? Chris is a good guy. I'm a good guy. We're a good podcast. Help us out. Go to Amazon.com, do all your shopping by clicking through on WelcomeToPerfectBuild.com. And we thank you. For listening to us and we're back 
the show within a show commercial break for you guys was about 30 seconds for Chris and I probably about 10 minutes just having our own conversation in between segments two and three welcome to perfectville part of the believe podcast Sirius XM tune in radio Apple podcasts and everywhere else you can find us feel free to download like subscribe leave us a comment give us a review as long as you're nice uh, a couple things here, Chris. I want to talk about this Raiders preseason game here coming up because we talked about the first game. We talked about everything with Mike McDaniel and practice and everything going on here with the Miami Dolphins currently. Um, but I think I may have buried the lead. And I didn't think about this until right now as I'm talking to you. Uh, Omar Kelly no longer covering the Miami Dolphins on a regular basis. Uh, we famously had the fuck Omar Kelly campaign a few years back. <laughs> Quite frankly, uh, I respect the man for putting his takes out there. I respect the man for being a father. He seems to be a loving father to his kids. Um, and I respect the guy, but I don't respect some of his tactics as a, as a writer. He uh, wasn't very good and he's not good at evaluating football either. And he get there's so many examples of him just being called out for bad takes and having bad information that I'm surprised it took this long, and I'm surprised he was able to quit and not be fired from the Sun Sentinel. Uh, all, what do you think about Omar Kelly moving on from the Miami Dolphins and the beat? Um, I'm looking up uh, <laughs> uh, as we we're talking about this. Uh, the infamous Twitter, uh, Omar Kelly is wrong. Uh, one of my favorite follows, uh, it's at Omar's mistakes. <laughs> That's how bad this guy's takes were, where somebody actually started a Twitter page and he had enough material to tweet his wrong takes. Um, they were, te they're terrible. Like, and players didn't like them. Uh, Jordan Phillips, they like, called him out publicly. Um, I think Kenny I think wanted Stills, to fight him. I think Jordan yes. Phillips wanted to fight him. Like, you know where I'll be, like, come <laughs> find me on the field. Like, uh, I think Kenny Stills had a problem with him. Um, multiple players sh should never have a fucking problem with a goddamn local beat reporter for a fucking dying news media. Uh, it just, it, there's no way. And the guy was so pompous uh, with his takes that they were so correct and the way he would talk down to fans, like, you don't see what I see. I, I'm there every day. You don't know what you're looking for. I do. And the, the guy was just a complete caricature of just this clickbait journalist. And um, I am so glad he's gone. I am so glad he is not uh, at the Sun Sentinel anymore. One of my favorite papers when I lived down there. Um and I'm so glad to not just see his tweets anymore about like, oh, here it is, because I'm right and you're you're wrong. And uh, I'll never forget, Sam, I uh, love these stories, me saying something along the lines of, um, you know, he's wrong on Twitter. At this time, I was following him. He private messages me. So he follows me just to DM me and said, and I quote, you trying to get blocked? And I went, dude, fuck this guy and unfriended him. <laughs> like, I'm not, who the fuck do you think you are that you're going to follow me just a private message me and ask me if I'm trying to get blocked? Bro, that's your response to me is like, instead of like publicly defending yourself and what I was saying is to private message me and ask me as if he's on this pedestal, he's going to take away the privilege, Sam, of me to be able to read his tweets. Fuck you. Who the fuck does this guy think he is? I haven't been, I haven't followed him in years. Like ever since that message, it was unbelievable. I don't know that I know that story. 
number one. So that's a fantastic story and probably the right way to send Omar Kelly off into the sunset uh, of this show. I mean, again, as somebody who created the fuck Omar Kelly campaign and then you having the you trying to get blocked uh, DM from the man himself. Um, I, I think that kind of sums it up in a nutshell. The, the other thing that sums it up in a nutshell to me was like, I think the last day on the beat, he called uh, Zach Sealer Ryan. If I'm not mistaken, he was like, oh, Ryan Sealer looking good out there today. And I'm like, who in the fuck is Ryan? <laughs> like, there is no You're Ryan paid. Sealer. Well, yeah, here's one of the tweets here. Uh, Omar Kelly. I'm a bit surprised that Akeem Spence and Jordan Phillips remain the starters in week two. Jordan Phillips responds. I'm surprised you're still reporting, but I guess everyone is full of surprises. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, I'm not a big Jordan Phillips fan, but that's pretty good. I like when yeah. they clap back. That's uh, that's amazing. And you know what? There's so much material there. I mean, I just don't know how he was employed for that long at no. the Sun Sentinel, other than he, he must have been doing something else right for that paper, but it certainly wasn't evaluating talent. It certainly wasn't uh, understanding who the actual talent is on the Miami Dolphins. But uh, whatever, man, uh, uh, onward and upward for him, I suppose. And really, it's a, it's a win-win for everybody, Chris, because Omar Kelly leaving the beat for the Miami Dolphins is a win for Dolphins fans everywhere. And uh, I'm sure Omar Kelly leaving for, quote-unquote, greener pastures is a win for him as well. So this is one of those rare moments where everyone is happy, uh, which allows me to say goodbye from Perfect Bill to Mr. Omar Kelly. Okay. I'm not saying it. Yep, not saying it. Moving on, moving on. Let's talk about more pleasant things. Uh, let's talk about week two of preseason, Chris. Yes, week two, preseason football. You're ready. I'm ready. Everybody's ready for the Las Vegas Raiders to come into town and play your Miami Dolphins. What are you looking forward to in this game? This is what would be traditionally the third game of preseason, right? So this is the game where usually the starters play a little bit longer. Uh, we didn't see the starters, at least on offense, play at all in week one against the Buccaneers. What are you looking for week two preseason Las Vegas Raiders Saturday night? Yeah, I, I, no no injuries. That, that starts every single preseason conversation that me and you have had since we've started this podcast. Uh, so I'll start there. Uh, after that, I do want to see some starters sprinkled in and get some minutes. Yeah, I was just watching a replay earlier today of the Jacksonville uh, Cleveland game trevor lawrence and travis Etienne went the entire first quarter like three or four different drives um which is risky but you know if it's quick passes and, and things like that it's it's still football so it, it was cool to see um I, I i'm a fan of football sam i'm a fan of trevor lawrence as a player i think he's going to be one of the just stone hinges of the nfl for the next 10 to 15 years um, along with the Herberts and the Burrows and hopefully the Tuas. Um, so it's fun to watch. I, so the, the same thing in that tune, I hope to do the same for our team this week. And uh, I think it's at home. I think it's in Miami. Um, so, yeah, I want to see the crowd get um, excited to see some of the guys, maybe two out there for a drive or two, maybe Mostert in a – and uh, Edmonds, just to see the, you know how it is, man. We're fans to, to see the new guys in in the in the threads for the first time. Tyreek out there in full pads and and his home uniform, like it'd be pretty cool. So I'm definitely that's it. I mean, I don't care if we win or lose, no injuries, and and maybe you know tease us a little bit with a little tickle, a little tease of uh of our starters playing a little bit. A little slap and tickle tease is what Chris Cullen is looking for from week two. <clears throat> Specifically, I'm looking for a couple of things here on offense. I do not care if Tyreek Hill plays or not. I don't care if Javon 
uh, I'm sorry, if Jalen Waddle plays or not. I mean, I would like to see them in the uniform. I'd like to see the formations a little bit. Um, I do want Tua to play, but I really want to see how this offense looks with the running game. I'd like to actually see some running packages with our starting lineup uh, on the offensive line with Tua turning around and handing the ball off to Raheem Mostert or whoever it's going to be back there, uh, most likely uh, Chase Edmonds. A couple of passes, sure. I don't need him to play the whole first quarter. I think maybe the first half of the first quarter would be fine. You know, two drives, maybe three, depending on how it all shakes out, and then get him out of there and then get Teddy Bridgewater in there. Um, the rest of the starters, at least on the offensive line, I think can play the rest of the first quarter, maybe into the second. Uh, it does seem like Connor Williams needs as many reps as he can be at center, uh, especially with, uh, with the shotgun formation. He's still snapping the ball pretty sporadically, uh, you know, up, down, left, right. So we need to get him to dial that in. So I am looking for the offensive line to progress. I'd like to see the run run game do something in this game against a pretty stout Las Vegas Raiders defense. Um, I don't care as much about the pass game. I think we're pretty good there uh, from everything I'm seeing, reading, hearing uh, about that. I don't need to see that in terms of a long, you know, sustained drive or anything like that. A couple passes here, there, boom, boom, get them out of there on defense. I am curious what we're going to do with our defensive backfield after the starters, because with true Williams being down, we talked about no Igbenogany's continued struggles Who's going to step up and and help shore up the back end of that defense in terms of the defensive backfield, the cornerback position? It used to be the linebacker was my biggest concern. I think depth at the cornerback is now my concern uh, because Byron Jones hasn't been healthy. Trill Williams is down. Noah Igbenogany has not been good. So that doesn't leave us a lot of options beyond Xavier Howard. And I do think that's going to be an issue if we can't get that resolved going into the season. So defensively, I want to see what we're going to do with our cornerbacks. Offensively, I want to see that offensive line and the running backs move the ball. I want to see us move the ball on the ground. That's what I'm looking for out of week two. And of course, no injuries. Yeah, to add to that, we just signed McKenzie Alexander, um, kind of a replacement for for Trill. So uh, it'd be cool if you can get out there and get some reps. Um, and I definitely want to see some of these back end receivers step up and do something uh, like Lynn Bowden did. Um, if it's Sherfield, if it's if it's Preston Williams, what have you. Um, a to help their tra- trade stock <laughs> or B be, you know, someone that's going to help us. So yeah, definitely want to see something out of like there are rookie receiver um, uh, trills replacement, Alexander and um, our pass rush. I mean, just, it's just, those are the fun stuff. You know, you want to watch the young guys succeed and you want to see uh, the pass rush get, get home. So um, all in all healthy game, just one week closer to the regular season. I agree, and uh, we're just about things to uh, out of things to talk about. I do want to mention the fact that Adam Shaheen kind of fucked us with that Houston Texans uh, fifth round draft pick. I don't know if you saw that, Chris, but the uh, the trade of Adam Shaheen to the Houston Texans, along with a sixth round pick going to the Texans with a fifth rounder coming to the Miami Dolphins was nixed when he failed his physical. Uh, he was then put on IR by the Miami Dolphins. So either way, his season appears to be done for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, but Adam Shaheen screwing us out of a fifth round pick. How dare you, Adam Shaheen? Maybe we can trade you back to Chicago along with Preston Williams and uh, recoup something. But uh, Adam Shaheen, I shake my head at you. But with that being said, everyone, let's just uh, let's root for the Miami Dolphins on Saturday. Healthy, free of injury game. I will not tweet out any players prior to the game just to ensure that we have all uh, ligaments and knees and Achilles tendons intact. Uh, Chris, anything else you want to say before we get out of here? That's it, man. I'm done. He is done. I am done. You are done. 
but the Miami Dolphins are not done. They got a game a couple days against the Las Vegas Raiders. Watch it. Listen to it. We'll give you our thoughts about it once the game is over. Yes, Chris. And there actually is one more thing. Hmm. Good luck to my son. Uh, Friday, his very first varsity football game as a true freshman. He's playing varsity. I'm proud of him. It's going to be great. Zach Thomas to the Hall of Fame, whether it's uh, (laughs) on the Miami Dolphins or in North Carolina as a freshman playing on the varsity team. Uh, Well done. Way to get that in there. And with that, since there is nothing else left to say, the only thing left to say, I love when I say that, is goodbye from Perfectville. Later. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.